Welcome to Mind Body Soul Radio, broadcasting from New York City with Mind Body Soul Yoga Studio founder and mystic mama, Alyssa Snow. Awakening, healing, yoga. We're getting real and we're getting gritty because, as they say, no mud, no lotus. And now your host, Alyssa Snow. Hello, hello, beautiful people. This is Alyssa Snow coming at you from Mind Body Soul Yoga Studio in Washington Heights, New York City. I'm recording from my office today. And I'd like to start off with our invocation just to just to clear the mind a little bit. So close your eyes wherever you are. Take a nice deep breath in. A nice deep breath out. I honor the Father the intellect, the healthy problem-solving psychological mind. I honor my father, all fathers before him and all fathers now. I honor those qualities within him and me and all. I honor the mother, the nurturing, unconditional love of a full heart. I honor my mother, all mothers before her and all mothers now. I honor those qualities within her and me and all. I honor the teacher and the carriers of knowledge that become wisdom. Teachers that come in all forms and all situations, I honor them. I honor the teacher and the wisdom within me and all around me. Life is a teacher and I am its student. I honor God and loving energy of intentional creation. I honor creation in its natural time. I honor the creation of myself and life all around me. I honor creation as an expression of love. I invite my guides, my masters, my teachers, and all loving beings of the light into my day, into my practice, into this podcast. Please infuse my heart and my mind with the light of my soul so I may know to surrender and not control. So today I want to talk about money. Money, money, money. In particular, I'd like to talk about money as a teacher and if you'd like to view it that way money as a spiritual teacher because it brings up all our stuff doesn't it money and it does so individually it does so collectively but how do we how do we handle that it's it's really quite primal right money indicates to us how secure we are in our life It indicates to us how many choices we have, really. And when we don't feel secure and when we don't feel like we have choices, well, that brings up all sorts of stuff. A little while ago, I was reading a book called Oneness. It's a channeled book. It's really uber spiritual, totally groovy. It was channeled book by Rasha, I guess, if you're interested. Really, really good book. I recommend it. And there was a quote in that book that I'll paraphrase, but essentially it was talking about how life delivers us circumstances that are meant to trigger our emotional body so that way we are releasing latent charged emotions that are unexpressed. And so think about 
all the times that you've gone about your day and you've experienced emotion, right? Something shitty happens, um, someone speaks to you poorly at work or treats you poorly, and you feel anger or you feel sadness or you feel whatever it is you feel. But in that moment, it's just culturally unacceptable to emote. So what do we do with that? We sort of shove that emotion in. We swallow it. But it doesn't go away, right? It lives in our body. It lives in our energy field. And it it weighs us down energetically. And we, we begin to see the world sometimes through this prism of a, a little bit of a clogged up or murky, if you will, emotional body. And so... Many things happen to us over the course of our lives, but our relationship with money tends to bring up the most stuff, gives us the most opportunity to cleanse our emotional body. And so let let me explain. I'll go back a little bit. You know, for the longest time, I I think that I've had a weird relationship with money. Um, In my 20s, in my early 20s, I got engaged to be married to my high school sweetheart and I put like $30,000 on a credit card thinking we were going to get married and we didn't get married because I decided I didn't want to get married. Um, But here I was with all of that money on my credit card and I canceled the wedding. And so I started off my 20s, not with school debt, actually, thank goodness, but with like being weighed down with expensive credit card debt. And then I sort of had this mindset in my 20s. Well, I could just put it on my credit card. I could just put it on my credit card. If I needed something, if I needed food, I could just put it on my credit card. So as you can imagine, the credit card debt became pretty extreme. And by the time I was 35, I was uh, 25, 25. I was 25, I was living in New York City and I was supporting myself and I had a really good job. But I was paying so much money every month to pay down these credit cards that I never had anything left over. And I had so much shame about that. So much shame. My friends were doing well and they always seemed to have money. And yet I was always sort of scraping pennies or saying, okay, I have $5 to last me the rest of the week. I'll just eat bagels and I'll walk to work. And this was a good portion of my 20s paying down that debt and I did pay down that debt and I'm proud that I paid down that debt but it kept me in a state of feeling constricted and feeling ashamed and so shame shame is a really hard emotion to deal with because it's really heavy and then what's underneath there Right? We want to start to excavate and look at un- what's underneath all of that. Why do I feel ashamed that I, in good faith, you know, racked up credit card bills thinking that I was going to get married? I was really young. And why did I feel shame that I was spending all of my extra disposable income paying it down? Well, I don't know. I compared myself to others who I assumed had more money than me. But this this story changed 
right? Over the course of my life, I started to make more money and then had other experiences happen, and, and that was all well and good. And then that experience, though, because I can't say that in my 20s, I really sort of dealt with the emotional impact of feeling the shame. I numbed it. I numbed it. I, I went out and I had fun and other people seemed to pick up the bill and, you know, I smoked pot at night and I numbed it, totally numbed it. And I, I buried my head in the sand a little bit about it and I just sort of waited for it to be over. And and it did, it ended. I mean, I ended up getting a job and making more money and, and, and that and that was well. But it didn't change the fact that I had stored stuff, if you will, beliefs, stories from my family, or at least beliefs from my family and my childhood, right? There's stuff in there that I wasn't dealing with. And then I opened up a business. Now, <laughs> check this out. Like looking it back, I sort of did the same thing. In good faith, I put like the opening expenses for the business on my credit card. Totally did. And it wasn't that much money. You know, it was like $5,000, $6,000. But I put it on my credit card and I just dove in. And as I mentioned in, in the first podcast, I grew my business, this business, using debt, using loans, using credit cards. And lots of people do that. And there's nothing wrong with that necessarily. But I realized that this relationship that I had with money was bringing up all sorts of stuff. And still is, still is to this day. And I remember doing this exercise and I, I invite you to do it. Sort of what is your money vibration, right? What is your money vibration? If we think about the law of attraction and, and I'm going to do another podcast on the law of attraction because it's, it's not what most people think it is. Um, think about your entire being, right? Your physical body, your energetic body, your thought vibration, the vibrations of your of your beliefs and all of your experiences, the stored memory of all of your experiences in your life. This essentially encompasses a vibration that is you. And so this vibration that is us has a certain resonance. And this resonance will attract, right? And so this is what we mean by the law of attraction. Oftentimes we think, oh, if I just think positive thoughts, if I just think, okay, I will, I will pay the bills or I will get money or I will get a higher income, whatever it is you're thinking. I am abundant. God is abundant. Whatever it is you're thinking. It doesn't work because there's an underlying belief or vibration that we're not addressing. So I did this exercise a few years ago and it was... Um, to write down three numbers, right? Write down how much you have in savings, how much debt you have, and how what your salary is or what your income was. So I wrote down these numbers at the time. 
And then the next part of that assignment is to write down any emotions or feelings you have about those numbers. And so it's the first ones that come to mind, right? Generally speaking, when you look at that number, what are the feelings that you're feeling? What are the, what are the emotions? What are the words? So I wrote down things like not enough, embarrassing, shameful, bad. And so I realized, imagine, right? These emotions, I just named sort of emotions, clogged emotions that I had in my energy field about the subject of money, shame, embarrassment, not enough, bad. And that humbled me. I had no idea that I was sort of carrying around this negative vibration, if you will, about money. So I did a fair amount of of work about that in terms of gratitude work, frankly, because the one antidote that I have found that works with curing, if you will, I'm not really even sure if that's the right word, but addressing negative vibrations within you is gratitude. And so even if I didn't have enough money to cover all my bills, I would practice gratitude for the money that I did have. I would practice gratitude for the lenders that lent me money so I could grow my business. I would practice gratitude for the money that I did have. And I would start to shift out of my mindset of not enough, not enough, not enough. Why is this so hard? Why is this so hard? Why am I always balancing cash flow to the nearest penny? It's possible when I run my business to spend a good 70% of my consciousness balancing cash flow. It's an expensive brick and mortar business in New York City. And while it's a successful one, we're doing well, still got a lot of debt. And so this is a teacher for me. This is a huge teacher, right? Because it keeps coming back. And it's so interesting because everybody has their money story. Everybody. And so how do you deal with or like, what does it bring up for you, this money story? And so I invite you all to do that little check with the vibration and see see where that leads you. And then gratitude is a phenomenal tool to sort of counteract some of those immediate negative dialogues that may come into your mind when you're when you're dealing with your finances. But then what happens? I feel like I I feel like after that experience things got better actually financially. Things things calmed down a little bit, right? I and this is this is where we realize that life and these lessons they're not it's not linear right it's not a straight line you don't finish a lesson and then like move on to the next oftentimes we have these themes in our life and they're recurring right and we gain more clarity as one lesson comes by so the first lesson is in my 20s right i cleared through that debt numbed myself buried my head in the sand not the best approach whatever i was in my 20s i forgive myself and then in my 30s Hmm, I'm wondering if these spirals come around decade-wise. <laughs> um, in my 30s, right, realizing that, okay, 
I've got a lot of this sort of negative money vibration in me. Let me practice gratitude. Let me practice appreciation for what I have. And then, you know, things seem to calm down a little bit. My salary grew, my savings grew, you know, things were easier. Other things were harder though, right? Because as Eckhart Tolle said, we're, you know, life is, in t- life is here to make us uncomfortable, not happy. And, you know, if you're feeling happy, just wait a couple days. <laughs> Something will happen to make you uncomfortable for sure. So usually when one period, one area of our life is going well, like if finances are going well, then maybe health or relationships are challenging. Okay, relationships are going well and health is going great. Well, let's throw in some financial challenges to stir things up. I think life tends to travel in that way, right? And so recently with the expansion of the yoga studio, um, I took on more debt because <laughs> why not? And... The rent doubled, right? The rent doubled with uh, with the expansion. The business didn't double. It's doing well, but it didn't double. So I, once again, was confronted with ridiculously tight cash flow. And it's stressful. It's really stressful. And so then, okay... I'm realizing the deeper lesson here. So I understand gratitude. I understand the underlying vibration that's there. I understand my anxiety. I get all that. And now it seems that spirit is asking me to not control the situation. And this is where it gets dicey for me. This is where it's really hard. And I think that on every level... Spirit is asking us to relinquish control. And now what the heck? I won't say the F word today. What the heck is that about? Relinquish control. How do you run a business, right? Or run a household even. Even this, you know, ultimately it all dribbles down to your household, right? But how do you run a business? Which is all about planning and projecting. And just surrender. And not plan or not project. Just allow. Just allow. And now for a few years now, I'm sort of wondering this. How the hell do you do that? How do you just surrender? How do you, how do you just allow money to come in? Or money to go out? And not make it happen? Right? So if I do cash flow... And I realize, oh, okay, with extra expenses or timing of things, I've got, you know, a $5,000 gap at the end of this month. Where's that going to come from? Am I going to bounce checks? Am I going to, you know, have to have uncomfortable conversations because of that? And so this happened in March, actually. And I was in such a funk because March was the first month we had we had rent abatement for a couple months and March was the first month that that the new rent kicked in and I was I was like beside myself for for a good couple of weeks I was I was little miss little miss glum right I was again in my patterned sort of way of thinking like this problem again why is this always happening to me why 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 is cash flow always so hard when is this going to end you know that sort of recurring patterned way of responding to this situation showed up 
And I didn't catch it, frankly. I didn't catch it right away. I really sort of immersed in my crankiness. And and then I was listening to one of a really wonderful spiritual teacher. Her name is Selena Maltreya, and I'm, I would love to have her on this show. She's she's phenomenal. She's a friend of mine, and she was doing like a webinar about I don't know what the webinar was um, abundance probably, and she said the phrase which I've heard before, and I'm sure you've heard before: "What you resist." persists and I was like ah I'm resisting the hell out of all of this all of it I'm resisting the hell out of all of it I'm hating on it I'm mad about it I'm thinking do I need to have a sale what should I do should I have a sale should I have a special sale to get to get more money in should I rearrange payment you know payments for for people and change the dates or like trying to sort of control right the situation and i realized that my energy my mental energy was spent up trying to control and i was having a darn hard time about it like i was really unhappy and now selena's advice was you know to to double down on gratitude of course and also check yourself when you were having negative thoughts about something and instead of saying oh oh my god this is horrible i have a five thousand dollar gap at this month how is this going to happen instead shift the dialogue to huh isn't that interesting isn't that interesting i'm short five grand this month i wonder how that'll work out way different energy there so I did that I did that it was hard because I'm really I'm kind of a control freak and you know I'm a business person and but I'm also a spiritual person and I'm a spiritual person first before business person and so this became my devout work in March really no joke like I was really focusing on my thoughts behind this not doing cash flow every day doing it every week you know just sort of being soft about it just sort of shrugging my shoulders and saying okay I'm doing my best and you know it's out of my hands and whatever will be will be the studio is doing wonderful I'm paying down a lot of this debt which is also why we have cash flow issues but there's nothing that is wrong here it's just is and so March came and went and with divine timing and I don't even know little extra sales little people holding on to checks longer worked out and there was no stress like once I changed my perspective or really made an effort to sort of soften into not controlling it and surrendering which on some egoic level feels irresponsible make it happen make it happen fix this when there was nothing to do sometimes there's nothing to do or rather there's nothing more you can do And so 
March came and went, and now we're in April. And then yesterday, you know, I did my cash flow again, did my payroll, and I was like, okay, here we go again. The gap that I have this month is less than it was last month, but it's still there. And I immediately sort of went into, I guess I'm a, I'm a slow learner, I think. I'm, I'm not really sure. <laughs> but I immediately went into, like, shit. I thought I was going to be fine. Ah! You know, mad, cranky, you know, upset, like thinking I'm going to bounce everybody's checks next week. And, and then I, I got a good night's sleep because, by the way, you got to sleep because I didn't have a good night's sleep the night before, which resulted in higher anxiety for me. So when I don't sleep well, it, it, it really affects my, my mindset. And so sleep for me is of utmost importance. So I had a, a good night's sleep last night and, and, I'm, and I'm having a little bit of a different mindset today. And I had a reminder from another teacher. Her name is Patty Lennon. She's a wonderful teacher. She's more of a spiritual business coach, actually. And she had a whole sort of FaceTime, um, was not, it was like the Facebook videos about exactly that. What you resist persists. And it was a phenomenal reminder. It was like, oh, this just sort of showed up. And I watched it and I thought to myself, okay, this is a nice reminder from spirit, right? I actually watched this yesterday and it didn't change my mindset immediately, but I saw that it was like a really nice reminder. And okay, okay, I'm just going to soften. I'm just going to soften. What will be, will be. There's nothing more that I can do, right? Whatever happens is going to happen. I know that the business is going to be fine for the long term, but these are just little, just little trips, little holes, little, you know, rocky paths in the path, rocky, rocky roads in the long road. And it helps the mindset when we soften into it. And I think to myself, okay, my family's doing great. My marriage is wonderful. My husband is just so loving and, 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 and wonderful. So many things are going so well. So this is a little, a little shitty sometimes. Let me just focus on what's going well. And so I was doing that all last night. I was doing that all morning. And then I came I came to, to the studio this morning and I was going through the mail and there's something in there from the state. And I opened up and there was a check for like a thousand bucks, eleven hundred bucks. I wasn't expecting, it was a refund check that I wasn't expecting. And I was like, huh. Wow. That's that's a surprise. A much needed surprise. That helps a huge amount. And so it really sort of reignited my faith a little bit. That we never know what's going to happen. Ever. And if we just allow ourselves a little bit of neutrality. If we can't drum up the gratitude or drum up the sort of, you know, thankfulness or appreciation for our situation, can we at least cultivate neutrality? And so Patty gave me a mantra, because I was like, you know, when you're, you could be a teacher, and you could be a great teacher, maybe, I'm not saying I'm a great teacher, but I think I'm a pretty good teacher. But when you're in your own stuff, 
is really hard. It's hard to be your own teacher. And so Patty gave me this mantra that was, the divine is my source, all is well. And I've been saying this sort of all day today. The divine is my source, all is well. Like, I'm giving this up. I'm giving this up. I'm not going to try and control this situation anymore. I'm going to do what's responsible. I'm going to manage my, you know, going to pay people. I'm going to manage what money comes in and money comes out. But when, when there's gaps that I can't otherwise control, I'm going to breathe. And if the money's not there, the money's not there. Everyone will get paid eventually, you know. And then I realize what's underneath there. What's the worst thing that could happen? So when you find yourself in a tight spot financially, right? What's the, ask yourself, what's the worst thing that could happen? So in this situation, the worst thing that could happen is I pay my teachers late or I bounce checks. And so I asked myself today, okay, so you replace the checks. So the money will come in in a couple of days. What does this bring up in me? And there's that shame word again. There's that shame that I don't know or that or that fear that I'm bad at what I'm doing. I don't know what I'm doing. That someone will judge me, right? That I will not be what I want people to think that I am, which is, you know, I guess a good business person. Because you know what? I totally care what people think about me. It's not a great quality. It's an uncomfortable quality, but I really, really, really care. I want people to be happy with me. I want people to be happy working with me. I want to take care of people. And sometimes I feel like I can't, or I'm scared that I can't. And so that's what this this particular scenario is bringing up for me. And I don't know what's going to happen in April, but I do know that I can't control it. I'm surrendering into it because I know for a fact that this is my spiritual lesson here. I know for a fact that it is my lesson as a spiritual person in a human body that I am to practice surrendering into the flow of life and letting whatever will be, will be. And when it comes to money, it's hard because we have rent to pay, we have bills to pay, We have food to eat. And so if you are struggling with money right now, you're not alone at all. And it's a hard one, right? Because we don't talk about this with our friends. We don't talk about not having money with our friends. We don't talk about struggling and debt and all of these things that come up. We don't really talk about it because it's embarrassing. It brings up stuff. It's personal. But we all have the experience. This is the unfortunate part about it is because we're, 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 we're all alike in this way in different, in different shades of it, but we're all struggling in some way, unless you're part of that 1%. I'm not a one percenter. Not right now, anyway. <laughs> you never know. And you never know for you. So ask yourself if you're experiencing financial contraction or you feel like you're following your bliss or doing your best to follow your dreams yet the money's not following, what is your underlying vibration here? 
What is your money vibration? What are your beliefs about money and your worth and how much money you can have in your life? Think about how money was handled when you were a child. Did your parents have a lot of money and it came easy? Did your parents struggle and it was a known struggle? Did your parents just have a lot of debt and that's how they did it? We learn from our childhood and from what we see as small children and we take that on as beliefs and sort of innate instructions as to how to live. The programs. So dive a little deeper. Dive a little deeper than it's not enough or dive a little deeper than the sensation that money is or lack of money is binding you or keeping you from doing what you want to do. And surrender. And trust. That whatever will happen will happen. And sometimes great things will happen. Sometimes not so great things will happen. It's all part of the ride. And so I will keep you posted on my ride. (laughs) But at the end of the day, even if it goes bad, quote unquote bad, and my worst nightmare happens and I bounce checks or I can't pay people and I have to have those conversations, even if that happens, I'm okay. I will be okay. My business will be okay. The teacher's here and the healer's here and the student's here. Everybody will be okay. And so then it comes down to how's my experience in life? Do I want to be a nervous Nelly with an anxious mind and a cranky demeanor just because I'm stressed about cash flow that is not what I want to do no or do I just want to let it go and say hey you know what you know what divine you know what living matrix that is life angels whatever's out there that I can't see and I can't connect with sometimes when I'm anxious and nervous help me out here And even if it doesn't quote unquote help me out, and even if it's not a, if if April isn't as smooth as March is, then I'm sure lessons will come from whatever I have to experience. And so let me know how you are. Let me know if this resonates. You can always email me at alyssa at mindbodysoulyoga.com. I think that's the studio door in the background. I'm sorry. (laughs) Have an awesome day. Thank you so much for listening. Sat Nam. Namaste. Peace out.